It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mr. New York, Mark Simone on WOR. Hey, we got a big hour, lots to talk about. Why is the retail business dying? It's not just people shopping online. There's more to it. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, James Comey, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, uh, Megyn Kelly. We'll get to all of that uh, just ahead. It's a beautiful, look, what happened? The sun went down a little. It was be back. Bright, sunny. It's going to be a beautiful day today. And then, did you say rain all day Friday? I don't like that. Yep. I don't like that on Friday. It's going to be a messy day. So, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, meets with the Palestinian president today, uh, Abbas. Ma- Mahmoud Abbas. Mahmoud Abbas. Abbas. Uh, he, he will be coming in. Uh, of course, Trump, uh, the, maybe the most pro-Israel president ever. Uh, so I, uh, Although he's usually pretty cordial to these uh, world leaders. But at some point, hopefully, he'll say something to Abbas uh, along the lines of, Cut it out! Stop! What the hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> but, That'll get it done. Yeah, yeah he'll but, solve the Middle East problem. Hey, you know, somebody should just say to this Abbas, 17 years ago you were given a country. Do something. Make it work. Get, get an economy going. Do something. I'm sure that's what he'll say. You know, uh, all they do is make uh, like homemade missiles and uh, <laughs> things in this little country. You look at Israel. You give them a country. They're like revolutionizing the tech industry. They're in, inventing high tech, making fortunes over it. Palestinians, do something in this country. Develop an economy. Get something going. Do something over there. I, I bet you Trump brings it up somehow. Nicely. Yeah. Well, he's, just, just like that. I don't know. He's good at that. Uh, What's get, wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You know, they're like children. you got to straighten them out. Stop with all this stuff. Get to work. Do something productive. Um, he also, uh, you know, the health care bill is kind of stalled. And they looked like they were close to getting a deal, maybe tomorrow, some kind of health care deal. There has been, apparently, a Jimmy Kimmel effect. Uh-huh. You know, Kimmel's uh, poor little baby needed heart surgery, which I imagine is just a fortune. And Kimmel went on the air and broke down and cried and told the story about his baby. Can you imagine that? You have a new baby and it needs heart surgery. It's got a heart problem and... Uh, waiting three hours in the waiting room for the surgeon to come out and tell you if your baby survived. you imagine what he went through? No, it's probably awful. Awful. And at the end of that, Kimmel said, as he's crying, he said, thank God for health insurance. He said, I, I realized, why should some people have to have their baby die because they don't have a, they're not covered by insurance or they don't have the money? So apparently it has had quite effect all over America through social media, through everywhere else. Uh, someone in the White House or Congress or some the government person actually contacted the Kimmel people and said, do you have any actual metrics on how far that video went? You know, it went viral all over the Internet. And they calculated now 14 million people watched it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. 14 million saw that. It had quite an effect, and uh, everybody's kind of pulled back there on that healthcare stuff to make sure everything like that is covered. Well, I think what he talked about was the pre-existing condition exclusion. Yeah. You, know, you can't be excluded because you've got a problem. Well, everybody... And- uh, not everybody, but Trump, 
wants pre-existing conditions covered. He's very much for that. But the that. bill doesn't do it. It yeah. allows states to opt out of it. Yeah. So you got to. This is so complicated. It took 17 months to create this Obamacare, and it was a bad thing. It was a mess. The idea was great, but it was a mess. They left it in the hands of lobbyists, insurance companies. Uh, you can't trust these congressmen, Republicans or Democrats. They're all tangled up with money, lobbyists, donors, insurance company money. You can't trust them on this drug company money. So it's a mess of a program. But to straighten this out, you know, you have to remember, I know we're in the uh, Twitter world, the digital age. If something doesn't happen in two seconds, you're furious. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a year and a half to fix this. And it may have to be in 10 steps. So it's a complicated mess. This is the big problem. You know, you got all these Trump people saying, well, what the hell's going on? What did we vote for? Nothing happened. He didn't get it done. Yeah. It's five seconds he's been there. This could take two years. You know, uh, Reagan... It took a long time to get all that stuff passed, even his uh, tax cuts. That didn't get passed till August. <laughs> so you got to calm down. And uh, it's a hundred uh, days already. Yeah, even Rush, Rush and others just go, why is he Dwayne? He's supposed to drain the swamp. <laughs> I, I don't think he meant. First of all, if you were the most experienced Washington government person in history, and you got there, I still don't think you could have got it done in a hundred days. And in the case of Trump, he's a total amateur at this. He's never done this before in his life. So it's going to take a while. Might You know, as far as draining the swamp, turning this stuff around, it could be a year. It could be a year and a half before uh, health care is fixed. You just have to remember that. It doesn't happen that fast. Um, we'll wait. Uh, look at Apple. Oh, we're going to make the uh, greatest iPhone ever, the 10th anniversary edition, it was supposed to come out uh, like now. It's been delayed till September, and now it's delayed until October. You don't yell at Apple saying, well, it's just a phone. Why can't you have it out in 10 days? <laughs> it takes time, so just give them time. Calm down. Uh, it's a lot of uh, talk about Trump in these interviews. Why does he flip-flop? You know, in one interview he says, I'm for this. And then there's another, I'm against this. You've seen that. Does it all the time. Uh this isn't really supposed to be revealed publicly, but somebody wrote a big piece about it who's kind of studied Trump through the years. He knows how to – I think it was Mike Allen actually wrote this. He knows how to play a reporter. He understands the psychology of you people. He knows how you think. He knows how to play you. So he gives us what we want, right? Well, not what you want. He knows the main thing you want in an interview is some breaking news, some quote that you can get quoted everywhere. Right. So if he's been – absolutely for this uh, thing and then in your interview he says hey i'll tell you something i haven't told anybody i'm against this then all of a sudden it's quoted everywhere but how do you know what he stands for you know you can well not i'm talking about normal people trump supporters (laughs) you know what he stands for well i don't think they're sure yeah no we're we're all sure but he he plays the reporter he gives him uh this is what i'm for and then uh when he's talking to another and watch the language in the interview sometimes they'll say hey i'll tell you something i haven't said or, uh, yeah, I'll tell you something I haven't told anybody. He always throws that line in there because that's playing with that reporter's head. That's what they love. They go crazy when they hear that phrase. He's doing a good job. <laughs> He's doing it works. Good, driving a lot of people nuts. <laughs> it works. Oh, that's the other thing. Drive all of you nuts. You deserve it. Uh, Comey is uh, testifying today on Capitol. What is he exactly testifying about? What is well, the point? Is? About the um, the investigation of Hillary Clinton. The most interesting thing he said to, that I heard so far was that the reason they opened the new investigation was they had thousands of emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop that had been sent from Huma Abedin to Anthony Weiner. Classified stuff. Yeah, they you know they've released the search warrant, which they don't always do. The search warrant is now public. You can read it. 
They were going after Anthony Weiner for his uh, sexual texting with a minor. Yeah. And they got a spin. They looked at the laptop, and no one ever expected this. There were more classified emails from Hillary Clinton. Thousands, literally thousands and yes. thousands. It was alarming. But why, why is Huma Abedin sending them to Anthony Weiner? Exactly. So it absolutely uh, called for uh, opening the investigation again. Absolutely. You know, Hillary keeps saying, she said yesterday, uh, Comey destroyed my camp. I was winning, and then Comey did it. Uh, when he said that, it created doubt in people's minds. No, it didn't. See, that's what she doesn't get. There was absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind that she was reckless with the classified email with her private server. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that she broke the law on classified email. Why Comey didn't charge her, who knows. But uh, there's no doubt in anybody's mind <laughs> that she set up a private server. It was a homemade cheapo server by a... No, with no security, zero security on it. It was wide open to any hacker, and that she was sending this uh, classified email and very, very, very classified stuff. The, you know, the guys in the investigation, the top investigators didn't have a high enough security clearance to even read this stuff. They had to go get reclassified. You know, the, you look at some of the, you know what was in that classified email? Drone locations, missile locations, weapons locations. You know, those poor guys that were killed in Benghazi? Where they were hiding was in those classified emails. Some people believe that's how uh, somebody got a hold of their secret location. It was in the classified emails that were on an unguarded server that anybody could hack into. So, uh, hey, uh, Apple stock has taken a drop. It was, you know, it was flying high, up 60% like in the last six months. Doesn't that make you feel good you held on to it? Well, it did go up sharply. You're right. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's down a little. They say the reason for this is uh, there's been a sudden drop in iPhone sales. It's not that people don't like the iPhone. They love the iPhone. But it's now known by everybody that the new one is coming out in October. So people are waiting. Uh, I, I can. I mean, I don't blame them. I, I wouldn't. In fact, I tell people, don't buy a phone right now. Wait for the uh, new yeah. one to come out and be very careful. Don't buy a case, a new case. Don't buy a new charging plug because you don't know if it's going to fit the new one. The cases may not fit. They may change the actual shape or size. And it should be the same charging plug, but who knows? They haven't uh, settled on the final design. So just be careful what you buy right now. Uh, so Apple stock, you know what Apple's worth now? $775 billion. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be the first trillion-dollar company. Amazon might beat them, but you're going to have trillion-dollar wow. companies. Unbelievable. Twitter stock is up a little. I think that's because Mark Cuban bought some the other day. Uh, Twitter's had its problems revenue-wise, but they, they all figure Mark Cuban must know something. So uh, <laughs> who knows? Or maybe he bought some and he needed to go up, so he revealed that he bought it just to drive it up a little. Hey, here's the big thing. Why is retail sales down? Why are stores closing everywhere? You walk around now, that's all you see is closed stores everywhere. Yeah. Polo closed in 50 stores. Hey, I mentioned the other day they closed the store in Greenwich, Connecticut. If you can't sell polo clothes in Greenwich, Connecticut, where would you sell them? And that was a spectacular store they built about six, seven years ago. Big, enormous store. You know, very uh, old, classic, ornate. But you think, do you think people are just buying it online? Well, that's what everybody says. Well, people shop online. That's why the stores yeah. are closing. No, I, I really read some studies from the uh, fashion industry. They really got into this. It's not that simple. There has been 
a lot of switching to buying online, but that's not just what it's all about. Uh, and it started with the 2008 crash. Every time there's a major crash in the depression, when we come out of it, it changes people's behavior and psychology to a certain extent. And they've studied this. And when we came out of that crash, people were less materialistic, but also they switched their materialism. They were less concerned about wearing the right clothes or being a, you know, very impressive with what they're wearing. That ended. And part of what ended that, too, was the tech age, the Steve Jobs, the Mark Zuckerberg. You don't see these guys in unbelievably expensive suits and ties. They're all casual. No, that's what they're saying about Whole Foods now, is that, you know, people who shop there are pretentious. Yeah, and that's kind of, well, but here's the thing. Uh, when it came to materialism, it went down and it went really down. People didn't care about clothing anymore. They switched their materialism to food, restaurants, uh-huh. travel, and they think one of the factors was Instagram. You know, think of what people put on Instagram. Nobody, you know, years ago you'd say, hey, take a picture of me in my new outfit or my new suit or no more. Now, what do they put on Instagram? Incredible food. I, see, I don't get Incredible that. restaurants. I, I don't get that. Well, what does, it doesn't do anything for me when I see your hamburger or, you know, the... the That's you, Mr. Blarney Stone or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tavern. But for the rest of the world... No. <laughs> like right now, what's the hottest thing on Instagram? That $38 pizza. That $38 designer pizza. That's like the hottest thing right now. But uh, people switched a lot of their spending to food travel, and other things, uh, away from clothing. Uh, another study found the problem was they did nothing to change the retail experience in like 100 years. It's still the same thing. Just a bunch of shelves with the clothing on it. Yep. You want to buy something, you pick it up, you carry it to a counter where you wait in line, and then they ring it up at a cash register. And they said that you've got to change the experience. There's only one retailer that's booming and growing like crazy. Only one retail operation is zooming up, and that's Apple. And why? They changed the whole experience. It's not a typical-looking store with a bunch of shelves. It's it's different-looking. You notice all the open space? There's something like a little theatrical about it. I don't know how you could replicate a clothing store w- with Apple. I mean, well, you have these guys with little handheld computers checking you out? Yes, think about it. You go in an Apple store. You don't go take your stuff and wait in line at no, the counter. Right, yeah. Wherever you're standing, turn to anybody, and they can check you out right there with that little scanner, and they reach under any table and pull out a bag, and you're all, you, you could be right at the door and say, uh, can I pay for this here? Yeah, they scan it. Here's your bag. They, uh, that's one that one big study says they've got to they've got to change the experience, uh, they've got to change the technology in stores. They can't all look alike. Hey, the other thing is the malls. Apparently, there was the most ridiculous overbuilding of malls from uh, 1970 to 2015. Uh, the U.S. grew the number of malls grew twice as fast as the population. Wow. <laughs> so we have. Uh, like 100% more malls than we actually need. There's no reason for all these malls. At the same time, mall visits declined 50% in the last couple of years. Yeah, who wants to go? Yeah, there's way, way too many malls. You're going to have to do something with them. Uh, anyway, let me know what you think. 800-321-0710 is the number. We'll take some calls in a minute. 800-321-0710. Check out the webpage. Uh, the Met Gala was Monday night, the big fashion gala. People were stunned by Caroline Kennedy. This may be the biggest scandal in the history of the Kennedy family. We have it on the webpage. Look at what she wore. Would you agree that that is the single worst outfit ever worn by a human being in public? The only reason you wear that if you didn't have a mirror in the house. I mean, 
You couldn't, even if you had a mirror in the house, you couldn't see it all in the mirror. It, would you it's agree? Ridiculous. The single worst outfit you've ever seen a woman wear in public. I don't even know how to describe it. It's the worst thing. <laughs> Her mother was a fashion icon. Oh, my gosh. What the hell? This Caroline Kennedy, if she ever had hoped for a political career, it's over now. <laughs> Just based on this dress. It's up on the webpage. Uh, also, hey, a Trump supporter. You know, if you put a Trump lawn sign in, it's always going to get stolen, vandalized, the graffiti. Watch what this guy did. He booby-trapped the sign. And watch what happens when somebody tries to take it. Oh, and then look at this video. This is uh, it's a major bridge in America, but it's the scariest bridge in America. Maybe you've never seen this. People are actually now terrified to drive over it. They're having panic attacks on this bridge. Take a look at the video. Well, and if you love the show Billions, remember Taylor? He said, as Talib says, become anti-fragile or die. What is that all about? It's this... Uh, Guy Talib, who he came up with this life lesson that hedge fund guys, billionaires, love this life lesson. You should, you will too. It's up on the webpage. It's all at uh, 710WOR.com. Then you go over to the Mark Simone page. Or you just go to 710WOR.com slash Mark. 710WOR.com slash Hey, we'll take some calls. 800-3... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 210710 is the number. Let's go to uh, let's go to Albert in Somerville, New Jersey. Hey, Albert. Yeah, good morning, Mark. How come everybody's so upset about Jimmy Kimmel's baby, but they don't give a damn about the health of thousands of veterans who put their lives on the line so that this country could be safe and free? Uh, well, that's true, but it is a it is a baby heart surgery. You got to have a little sympathy, but you're right. Uh, cleaning up those veterans' hospitals important too. There's always the double standard. Hey, look at this, Jesse Waters. You remember last week, Jesse Waters? He made a little suggestive joke, sort of an oral sex little suggestive joke. You know, he had to go away for a few days. This Colbert makes the most disgusting, vulgar oral sex homophobic gay slur joke he's still on every night there is quite the double standard there let's go to laura in new jersey hey laura hi hi laura i just just wanted to say that the reason a lot of the clothing doesn't sell is because the styles are ugly the materials are thin and cheap and they're unflattering on the majority of people well it depends where you go like uh, polo ralph Lauren, in a lot of trouble right now but a lot of people, a lot of fashion writers are saying that stuff is just so outdated. Nobody wears that stuff anymore. Hey, as I keep saying, Polo Store, Ralph Lauren, went out of business. It closed in Greenwich, Connecticut. If they won't wear that look there, they're not going to wear it anywhere. And you see, um, like Lululemon and all those stores, 
that was meant to be gym clothes. Now it's like office wear. So, hey, and you go into a, go into a Uniqlo or a Zara. I mean, the men's clothes are great. I mean, it's not uh, you know, it's not super designer stuff. Hey, but a suit is like nineteen dollars. A shirt is like thirty cents. <laughs> go. Have you been in a Uniqlo? They don't, they don't fit me. Really? Yeah. Well, it's thin. It's for thin people. Yeah, but you can go online and order. You know, go to the big one on uh, Fifth Avenue. They'll have all the sizes. You know, but you start to get. Uh, I mean, those shirts. It's like you I, just go in a Uniqlo. You'd be stunned. It's like thirty-eight cents for a I suit. Still prefer twelve Brooks cents Brothers. for Brooks Brothers. Yeah. All right, that's good. If you got a time machine, you go back to nineteen fifty-eight. <laughs> you'll be perfectly dressed. Let's go to Bob and Elmont. Hey, Bob. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. You know what? A quick point about the stores, and also, do me a favor. Check out the upcoming release by Christine V and Lindsey Buckingham. They're doing a duet album. It sounds great. All right. But with the department stores, who wants to go shopping, right? I want to pick up something in the store. I want to feel it. I want to look at the item. I want to see the packaging. You get online. There's one register open. You've got 15 people online. And what do you see? They start putting the merchandise back to customers, and they walk out the door. The stores aren't being uh, you know, properly staffed. Okay, but you're not an online guy, right? You have like a compact computer from uh, 1998. No, 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 no. <laughs> With a dial-up modem. Amazon. Right? I go to Amazon, oh, but okay. I also go to the department stores too. Yeah, you know, but here's the problem. If you go uh, to a store, even your uh, favorite there, Brooks Brothers, yeah. let, let's say you like that shirt. It fits you perfectly. Right. That shirt is perfect for you. That style, that size, mm. that well, – let's say you want more. You don't go back. Then you go online and buy it. Correct. Yeah, that's the problem. So let's say you're trying a pair of pants. Fits you perfectly. Like if you went to Polo, they got 19 different kinds of pants. There's the this cut, that cut, this. Once you got the cut and the size, you're never back in the store again. No, no, exactly. You can order it online. Yeah, you order it online. Let's say you want more and you go in the store. Well, uh, we don't have that size. Oh, we don't have that color. I can order it for you. Or I can go online. I can get it faster than you can. Uh, so that's the problem. And you say, well, I was in the polo store. There were people in there. Yeah, returning stuff. That's all, it's there. That's all the store is for now. For the people that bought online and want to return it, you can go into the store. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Dan in Clifton, New Jersey. Hey, Dan. Hi, Mark. You mentioned the name Taleb before. Would yeah. that be Nassim Taleb? I guess, yeah. Who, who has connections to Wall Street? He was- yeah, he's the uh, tailor quoted him on Billions. Uh, as Talib says, become anti-fragile or die. Apparently, it was a great life lesson. We have the video up on the web page today. He is also, also the author of The Black Swan and Anti-Fragile. Yeah. It started from The Black Swan, which is, uh, in other words, you've got to be tough, you've got to be strong, you've got to be resilient. And then this whole become anti-fragile theory. Trump is the best example. Have you ever seen, uh, I mean, the more you hit him, the tougher he gets. This is part of the theory. You want to be more like Trump, watch this video. You ever watch when somebody's attacked and they, they don't know what to do? They're stunned. They're meeting with a crisis manager. Uh, they're holed up for three days. Watch when Trump's attacked. <laughs> Comes if, you to could get the, if you could get this guy to as an interview, I think it would be a fantastic interview. Well, that's why you're not a radio programmer. <laughs> I guess not. You see, he put it together into a nice, concise, compact video where he explains the whole thing. We have it up on the web page. You could go there right now, click on it, and there it is. Nothing but like I guarantee you, if you put this guy on the radio, uh, half the people are going, hey, who is this guy? <laughs> well, I guess you're right. You're, you're the boss. Yeah. I mean, there's certain uh, things where if Chris Rock wrote a book, we want to have Chris Rock on. But some writer who can't really talk, uh, better off just reading the book. We don't need him on the air. That's one of the 
most important things. There's certain writers like Ed Klein who can do both. Great writer, great talker. Uh, he'll be with us next. We'll get to this. Uh, Hillary Hillary Clinton has got a plot to make her comeback. We'll talk about it with him. Uh, we'll also talk about Democrats and the abuse of power and all that coming up next on 710 WOR. Let's get to all the latest news. Here's Joe. Well, one of the best journalists in America, Ed Klein, you know, um, besides all the best-selling books, you should be checking out his blog, Edward Klein. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> I thought it was Thursday. One of the best journalists in America, one of the great writers, besides being a best-selling author, you should check out her website. <laughs> Ann Coulter, one of our favorite guests, uh, AnnCoulter.com. You get a new column there. Ann Coulter, how you doing? Hello, Sean Hannity. Good to be here. That's a Friday I'm filling in for Sean. Have you ever had that where you just, uh, for some, I don't know why, I keep thinking it's Thursday all day. Um, yeah, it's a great uh, – usually on Thursday, I think it's Friday because my column goes up Wednesdays. Yeah. So done for the week. It's fun realizing I have an extra day. Yeah, so it's Wednesday. You, however <laughs> – I don't think I've ever heard you make a mistake before. That's well, so great. No, it wasn't a mistake. That was a great introduction. It was just the wrong – It was a great introduction, just the wrong person. Wrong guest, wrong day. I thought it was Thursday. It's It's Wednesday. <laughs> It's been a long and trying week. What, what with Republicans pursuing, pursuing George Soros's policy objectives in in their budget, this it, is such an unmitigated disaster, Mark Simone. All right, now Ann Coulter, um, I know everybody's saying, "Well, what's wrong with Trump? Why hasn't he drained the swamp? Why don't we have health care? Why don't we have the tax?" Oh, if you defend this man, I am coming down to your studio and holding your head underwater until the bubbles stop. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he's only been there five minutes. Reagan didn't even get the tax thing through till August. This this is Trump. He's a, he's brand new at this. Give him a, give him some time. Um, no, it's been a hundred days. <laughs> That's they nothing. started planning for the wall on November 9th. Um, the first spade should have been stuck in the earth to build the wall the day after his inauguration. What? You can say that with all of his other stuff. Oh, tax policy, that's so complicated. He's never going to get any of that done. Building a wall is not only the central promise of his campaign, but he's a developer. He would never tolerate this with one of his golf courses. Yes, he or would. Or with some project. Oh, no, 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 no. And not only that, we're going backwards. All these Democrats voted for, I mean, I'm sh- I think I saw this even on your Twitter feed, um, Obama, Hillary, Chuck Schumer, they all voted for 700 miles of all um, along the 3,000-mile border. Um, no, this this budget bill... Um, thanks, Paul Ryan. Excellent negotiating skills. It actually prohibits building a wall. And Trump didn't even get a vote on it. No, if nothing else, look, he can blame this on Ryan, but then he's got to get rid of Ryan. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's important. We've got to get rid of Ryan. I think everybody can agree Ryan has to go, right? Um, yeah, I think so, but let's do it. That's kind of crucial to success here. Uh, okay, but it's only a hundred. You're talking about a guy who's never been in politics, suddenly president. It's only a hundred days. Let's say it takes six months to get this stuff started. No, this is a disaster. You do your best stuff when you first get in. I mean, even I haven't seen a catastrophic, catastrophic collapse like this since Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? And even Arnold Schwarzenegger, the first year he was governing as a Republican, he was pushing some great stuff. 
Um, and then he collapsed. No, the honeymoon period, this is when you get it done. Yes, it's possible to come back, um, as I say. In come back? Column, he about just to go started. Up. No, it's not that hard to start building a wall. He's the commander-in-chief. His job is to defend our borders, to, to consider for 10 seconds signing off on this budget. Um, it, the, the Republican, yeah, okay, I blame the Republicans even more. But you know what? I knew that. That's why we voted for John, Donald Trump, this, this utterly preposterous idea of a president. We didn't care about anything. We didn't care about the Access Hollywood tapes. Why? Because he promised us winning. We're going to win so much, you're going to beg me. No, no, I can't take it anymore. We're winning too much. This was the image of him. Which, is, which fit in with, you know, the most negative things the media could say about Trump. We didn't care. He's Citizen Kane. He's going to Washington. He's going to get it done. And this isn't some tax bill he has to put through. He needs to be interviewing rebar guys and sending them to the border. All right. But it's like uh, in the, when the Yankees were at their greatest, you'd sit there and George Steinmer, if they were way behind the second inning, be screaming and yelling. It's only the second inning. They'd end up winning the game. Um, baseball is different than this. The oh. tax policy is different from this. This is a very easy thing. He builds skyscrapers half a mile into the sky where you can, you know, have running water and eat creme brulee. He can build a wall. Okay, but there is progress on the wall. They may no, not there have... is zero progress. We've gone backwards. Well, they no, are, they... He is forbidden from doing anything on the wall, only 40 miles, again, of a 3,000-mile border. Where there is some, some sad little fencing, the Democrats are going to allow him to fix up to 40 miles. But they are talking to developers, contractors who will eventually build the wall. They pick the location where they're going to start. The- it's you can come back when you're 20 points down at halftime, but it makes it more difficult. And moreover, also part of this bill, oh my gosh, the crux of everything he was talking about, caring about the working class, bringing their jobs back, not dumping low-wage workers on the country. No, I'm sorry, Goldman Sachs and, and, and their wives, they want the cheap labor, they want their maids to pay their maids even less. And so this bill adds Lots more low-wage foreign workers coming in to take the working class's jobs. That is just fantastic. You'll see. Things will get moving. It may take till the summer. Imagine if you were on the Mars mission with NASA, you'd be screaming at them, Why aren't you there yet? Why didn't you land yet? It's an hour. compare building a wall (laughs) to going to Mars... I think you are really reaching here, Mark Simone. (laughs) (laughs) Moreover, I mean, he he better keep in mind, number one, all of this, you know, betraying of his supporters is not going to help. This is not going to turn Samantha Bee's mind or or change the New York Times editorial page. No, now they'll just say, now they'll turn from from hatred to contempt and say what a ridiculous person this is. Um, Point one. Point two, he's going to be wiped out in the midterm elections. And good, if you can't get anything through um, when we have a Republican president, a Republican House, and a Republican Senate, there is no point in voting for a Republican ever again, and he's sure not getting anything through when Republicans are wiped out and and Democrats have a 300-seat majority in the House. Okay, but in swamp world, and Republicans and Democrats all got their lobbyists and donors, they become like one uh, swamp party uh, in opposing things sometimes. Yeah, well, we know that. I think the president of the United States should know that. Oh, but uh, most of these Republicans are going to get bought off by uh, corporate lobbyists to make sure that wall doesn't get built so fast. But look at 
what, how magnificent Trump was as a candidate. He pointed that sort of thing out. He has his Twitter feed. He gives amazing speeches. How about using some of that bully pulpit to go after these Republicans and the lobbyists and the Chamber of Commerce? He, can, he could win anything. He got us to vote for him for president. And again, um, I love him, but he is quite an improbable president. Well, i got to agree with you on that. If this were Reagan, he would have already done five primetime speeches that really moved the nation to what he wanted. He didn't, he's got to do that. Primetime speech. Yeah, and tw- and his magnificent Twitter feed. Yeah, but primetime, Eastroom of the White House, let me explain to you why we need that wall. And attack the Republicans for everything you just said. All right, we finally agree on something. <laughs> so, uh, uh, hey, your new column comes out tomorrow. Uh, no, did, you, good grief. Do you know what day it is? <laughs> I thought it comes out on Thursday. You must have had one hell of a night last night. Yeah, I actually night. did. <laughs> actually, it's I did. Wednesday. It normally goes up at 6 p.m. today, but oh. this is urgent, so it's going to go up early today. I'm not sure when. Oh, okay. But if you go to AnnCoulter.com and sign up, you will be the first to uh, get the column, Uh Get her book, In Trump We Trust. You still trust him, right? Um, yes, but if this if this nonsense keeps Uh-oh. up, I'm changing the title to In Trumpism We, Co- we Trust. Because Uh-oh. it does have all the best issues and all the best personality. And, oh my gosh, that campaign was the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. He's got to go back to that, Donald Trump. Uh-oh. And not the Donald Trump trying to suck up to Goldman Sachs. All right, well, buy the book right now because it may be a collector's item with the original title. <laughs> <laughs> In Trump, we trust. Just go to AnnCoulter.com and sign up there. Ann Coulter, thanks for being with us. Good to talk to you, Mark Simone. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> Take care. Uh, oh, and check out the webpage. Boy, there's a lot of good stuff up there today. Everybody's talking about this uh, the big Met Fashion Gala Monday night. Caroline Kennedy stunned and shocked the world with what she wore there. It is the single most hideous thing ever worn by a woman in public in the history of the world. The picture's up on the webpage. See if you agree. Take a look at it. Uh, Also, the scariest bridge in America. It's one of the major bridges. Maybe you've never actually seen it. It's terrifying motorists. They're afraid to drive across it. People have panic attacks on it. Uh, Take a look at that. And then this is great. Watch a Trump supporter, you know, if you put a Trump lawn sign in, they get stolen, vandalized. So this guy booby-trapped his, his Trump lawn sign, and watch what happens when somebody tries to take it. Uh, oh, also, if you watch Billions and you heard Taylor quote, Talib, as Talib says, become anti-fragile or die. It's a great life lesson. Hedge fund guys love this Talib and this uh, little lesson he taught. We've got the video up on the webpage. You go to 710WOR.com, then go over to the Mark Simone page, or just go to 710WOR.com slash Mark, 710WOR.com slash Mark. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.